Good morning, everybody. You're tuning into the news and morning mixtape. It is Tuesday, July 25th, and I'm your host, Mariana Schwetze, reporting for Med Radio 1280 AM in Toronto. And here are top stories from today. Women's FIFA World Cup starts in Australia and New Zealand, and a Canadian player is already making history. Moving on, India's ban on rice exports leads to some panic buying in Canada. And a recently announced change by Elon Musk sees Twitter rebranded as X. And then we'll hear from our new segment host, James Casa, with a story on possible food deserts in Toronto. With all this news, let's get started. The 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup just started last week. But not only this is a record-breaking addition for women's soccer in general, but a Canadian team member has been breaking records on their own. Canadian midfielder Quinn has become the first ever trans and non-binary player to ever feature at a World Cup. The 26-year-old had previously made history at the 2021 Tokyo Olympics when they became the first trans and non-binary athlete to win an Olympic gold medal, helping the team make it all the way to the final. Now they are doing it once again, repeating a similar achievement at this year's FIFA Women's World Cup. Quinn played in Canada's opener against Nigeria, becoming the first trans and non-binary player to do so. The Canada v Nigeria game was frustrating to both sides, ending in a dull goalless draw. Canada and Nigeria are part of Group B, with Australia and the Republic of Ireland making up the other two. Canada's next games in the group phase will be against the Republic of Ireland on Wednesday, July 26th, and against Australia on Monday, July 31st. The ninth edition of the soccer tournament is also groundbreaking on its own, since it's the first one to feature the expanded format of 32 teams from the previous 24, replicating the same format used for the Men's World Cup since 1998. This is also the first FIFA Women's World Cup to have more than one host nation, being held in both New Zealand and Australia. The opening match was between New Zealand and Norway at Eden Park in Auckland on July 20th, and the final will take place on August 20th at Sydney Olympic Stadium in Sydney, Australia. The United States are the defending champions, having won the previous two tournaments in 2015 and 2019. Back in Canada, a big food staple is on its way to be lacking in the country. India has imposed a ban on the export of non-Basmati white rice products. According to CT News, a Toronto South Asian grocery store says it's already feeling the repercussions with a spike in panic buying. Salam Hassan, a general manager at Mississauga's Iqbal Halal Foods, tells City News, What happened in the last couple of days, it's only a panic purchase. We used to have enough for three to four weeks. The stock was sold in just a couple of days. Hassan says for the time being, the popular South Asian grocery store has implemented a restriction, allowing each family to buy just one bag of rice. According to Sidium Ramamurthy, the business development manager overseeing rice imports at Iqbal's Grocery, the rice ban has a major impact on their operations. The store is known for importing around 40 different brands of rice and non-basmati varieties make up approximately 40% of their rice imports. In response to the ban, the store has already been forced to raise the price of a 10-pound bag from $15 to $20. The most popular non-basmati rice varieties at Iqbal Halal Foods include Sona Mazuri, Surti Kolam, Pony, Parmal, and Siraga Samba Rice. 
India's Ministry of Consumer Affairs, says the ban is to ensure adequate availability of non-Basmati white rice in the Indian market and to allay the rise in prices in the domestic market. The export ban comes 10 months after India added 20% duties on rice exports. Canada relies on rice imports since the grain is not cultivated locally. India stands as the third largest rice importing country for Canada. It's not clear how long the ban will stay in effect, but experts warn the move could see food costs spike globally. Well, and in some tech news, Elon Musk changed some Twitter features once again. The website's famous bluebird has been replaced by a new black and white X. According to the Canadian press, starting this Monday, the X is already appearing on the top of the desktop version of Twitter, although the bird is still dominant across the phone app. Musk had asked fans for logo ideas and chose one, which he described as minimalist art deco. On Sunday, the businessman tweeted, And soon we shall bid adieu to the Twitter brand and gradually all the birds. Musk is CEO of rocket company Space Exploration Technologies Corp., commonly known as SpaceX, and in 1999, he founded a startup called X.com, an online financial services company now known as PayPal. According to the Canadian press, the X.com web domain now redirects users to Twitter.com. In response to questions about what tweets would be called when the rebranding is done, Musk said they would be now called X's. Last year, he bought Twitter for $44 billion when he announced a major rebranding, which he has been following through since then. Well, that was it for me today, and I'll leave you with James with a story on the city of Toronto. Good morning. I'm James Caza, and every week I'm going to bring you a local news story happening now in Toronto that may be flying under your radar. This week, our story focuses on food security. The sounds of a grocery store. A sound that some Torontonians worry they may soon have to fare without. Residents of Toronto's downtown east side's access to affordable groceries is under threat as the no-frills store located at Princess and Front Street faces the possibility of demolition in favor of a high-end office and residential plaza. In an era of rising grocery bills, access to affordable groceries is vital for the residents of the working-class co-ops and affordable housing sites of nearby areas, including the Esplanade and Moss Park. According to site plans by prospective developers First Gulf, there are no plans for a replacement grocery store in the area. Instead, smaller boutique-sized stores are included, as well as offices and residential. The Food Empowerment Project, a non-government organization focusing on food security, defines a food desert as an area where residents are unable to access affordable and healthy food options, namely fresh fruits and vegetables. This has harmful physical and socioeconomic effects on an area, and residents worry this may soon happen in the event of the no-frills departure. The site in question is located just steps from the Esplanade, a micro-neighborhood known for having a high number of co-ops, which has allowed the area to be home to some of the last working and middle-class families in the downtown core of Toronto. Insiders within the planning scene on Urban Toronto, a blog focusing on Toronto developments, suggests that this site will likely be approved within the next year, at which point the no-frills will be demolished. This conflict has brought up themes and ideas regarding the city's role in maintaining access to groceries. As far back as 2014, the Office of Consumer Affairs, a Canadian governmental organization, has flagged geographical accessibility to food as a major issue for middle- and low-income Canadians. 
The government organization claims that by including the right to food in the development of public health and urban infrastructure, Canada could adapt a new vision that will put citizens at the heart of its concerns with regards to accessibility and the protection of our right to food. There are currently no policies, municipally, provincially, or federally, regarding the right to food being included when designing our urban environments. All of this, of course, happening against the backdrop of many calling for federal and city governments to step in regarding soaring food costs. I'm James Kazafirm at Radio, and this has been Under Your Radar. And before we end today's newscast, let's take a look at the weather for Chuano. This morning, we'll see a mix of rain and cloud with the risk of thunderstorms throughout the afternoon and evening. The high will be 29 degrees with a low of around 18 Celsius. The rest of the week will see similar temperatures until it cools off a bit on the weekend. With this, let's wrap up our news for this morning. Thank you so much for tuning and listening. I will be back next week with some more news and morning mixtape. But until then, tune in tomorrow for more. It's Med Radio, 1280 AM in Toronto. I'm Mariana Schuetze. Thanks for listening.